Time to eat. We're going to talk about our favorite foods. From our favorite places. And we'll talk about some other stuff. Let's not get too specific. But mostly about food. I think that pretty much nails it. Yeah, time to eat. I'm Mark Hawkins. I'm Matthew McBride. And before we get started, we really got to give a big nod to our wondrous sponsor, Fiesta Azteca, here in Nashville, Tennessee. A fantastic Mexican restaurant. One of, certainly one of the best here. Yeah, if absolutely. Not, and I, you know how I judge a, a good Mexican food restaurant, right? I, I did not. I would love to hear how you judge a good Mexican restaurant. It's uh, it's salsa. Chips and salsa. Chips and salsa. I, if I will salsa go with that. If salsa is no good, then it's probably the rest of everything else is going to be. I, you know, I. it's like the, you know, in some restaurants, the bread. If it's You'll go to a restaurant just because the bread is good. Right. I certainly have to go along with that. I think there's an Italian food restaurant that banks on that one. And I, their salad. You know, when I was a little kid, I definitely, yeah, you, you would go, the bread's good, and you and then you fill up on the bread and don't eat the rest of the dinner. <laughs> but yeah, and the salsa's good here, man, and yeah. the chips and oh, salsa. Yeah. absolutely. It's, you know, I cook. I spent years going through this recipe and that, finding the right one. So yeah, it's essential, it's important, and it's, yeah, if, if you're liking it, before, and you'll eat three bowls of it if it's good. Yeah. And you'll put it on everything. So, yeah, no question. And the salsa's killer here. And it's the first thing you get served when you come into a place. So, I mean, that's going to be the thing that's going to pop for you as far as your memories. It's absolutely true. So. And today, by the way, and t- so as long as we're talking about it, today's topic is Cozumel, Mexico. Right. We're talking about food in Cozumel. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to use that to go. Uh, it wasn't going to be my first restaurant, but um, one of my favorites is, is um, La Chosa. Okay. Right, which is, you know, I've worked cruise ships yeah. for a long time, and I live in Grand Cayman. Right. So Cosmo's been a big stop for me. And and you, when I first met you, you were working cruise ships. That's yeah. how we met. Yeah. And uh, it's big. Not only is it a big tourist place, but big with crew members. And it's probably because of the salsa there. At La Chosa, yeah. Yeah, which is not a red tomato-based traditional salsa like we eat here. They, they, correct me if I'm wrong, but it, it kind of looks it kind of looks like queso, like chi, uh, uh, chili con queso, right? Yeah, but there's no cheese in it. There's none at all. Not at all. <laughs> well, I ha- I met one day. I met uh, one of the chefs. I was at a bar. This is about ten years ago, and uh, I was talking to one, and I was like, "What? What is it?" Because we all have theory. Everyone's got their theory. Well, it's cheese. It's this. No, it's not. It's um, it's uh, oil, garlic, uh, cilantro. Uh, or I'm sorry, oil, garlic, ancho chilies, and uh, it's mayonnaise. Mayonnaise? <laughs> it's mayonnaise in the chili. They, Which is why I've learned not to eat so much of it, because it's <laughs> got to have 100 calories per chip. It's man, It's like half mayonnaise. Because when I think Mexican food, I think mayonnaise is definitely the thing to go. It's you know, a great recipe wherever they came up with it from. I, totally. I, it's ama- I mean, it's unreal. Everyone I've ever talked to goes like, oh, that's all. You know, years ago when I first started going there, they would sell you, and they just sell people who knew it because they didn't have it out for sale. They would give, oops, they would give you, is that okay? Yeah, it's fine. I banged it. They gave bottles, like water bottles, those old cheap blue water and they'd fill it with salsa, and you could get the little one for five bucks and the big liter for ten bucks. And people I knew around would always come home with a little bottle, and you'd use it in like a day. You just put it on anything grilled chicken, you'd dump chosa sauce on it, you just get. Uh, Rice and bean and dump chosa sauce on it, and that's everyone I knew. 
ate that stuff like that night. You'd, you'd eat a chosa and then have dinner where you'd dump more chosa sauce on it. Little did I know that, of course, that was probably 2,000 calories, that dinner, just because even though you were eating healthy, grilled chicken and rice, but you put 2,000 calories of chosa sauce across the top. <laughs> but it's really good. It's a great restaurant. And they, um, they moved to a new location around the corner, so it's a little tricky to find if you're looking for it. Yeah. Because um, the old location burned down, and, of course, the rumor is they burned it down themselves. <laughs> <laughs> but some guy walked by one night with a with a, with a match and threw it on the roof. It was all dingy. But they now have a really nice, classy restaurant. It's beautiful, and it's packed when you go in there. And they serve uh, steak kebabs now, and they serve lobster, and they serve great food. And I mean, it's fantastic. You know, it's a really cool place. But most of the most of the places that are really really great, pretty much anywhere you go, are going to be off the beaten path. But it's right. very true. And Lechosa is one of them, and there's there's others that are around there too, right? Right. Um, well, first of all, before we, yeah. Now, by the way, in Lechosa, when you say that too, yeah, around the corner from Lechosa, there's a great restaurant called La Mission. It's funny, I try to speak Spanish, right? Like, I, I could speak a little, but I hate when I, you know La Mission, but it's the you know it's the mission, right? Right. But they make great enchiladas. I've loved that place for years. And so, yeah, but that too, you know, you have this main strip along the ocean in Cozumel, and there's restaurants on there. And I'll talk about another one in a second, that's up the road there. Um, but yeah, most of the good restaurants are a block or two in from the beach and a block off. You know, that's where most of the really good food is to be found. So most of these places right up on the beach, playing a lot more rent, are a lot more touristy. And, you know, the Hard Rock is packed and the Margaritaville's packed. And, and they, food's okay, but it's... And if you like, it's not good. If you like Seven Up shots, then yeah, yeah. You know what's that? one? Carlos and Charlie's. You know, you walk around there, and there's yeah, there's people dun 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 dun, and they bring you a shot, and you know it's free, and you, people are hammered, and I, it's not my scene. No, I, I don't want to go in there. And I, like I said, I, their food is okay. It's edible. It's not like I go in there and go, you know, you know, bleh. but I, it's not good. It's not like I've gone into any of them and gone, wow, this is amazing food. It's just not right, you know. And these are the places, you know. La Chosa is a place where I, every time I've gone in there, it's great food. Now, having said that, before I, the owners of La Chosa actually have another place, right? Now, I understand they're brother and sister. I don't know which is which. I don't know if the brother owns La Chosa and the sister owns this other place or it's the other way around, but they have another place that I found. Now, I didn't actually, obviously, I didn't find it. I was hanging out with another friend of mine. He took me in there, and then I was like, this is the same salsa. And he goes, well, they're the same family, right? There's a place called La Candela, which means the candle. Mm-hmm. It's a little teeny tiny joint. Blocks up, um, but the reason I like them is their tacos and um, quesadillas and incredibly local stuff, right? And it's cheap. I mean, the last time I was in there, I spent like ten bucks, right? And, and what'd you great. get for ten bucks? I, I I've been getting the tacos lately. It's just a plate with three tacos and a little wad of guacamole on the side, and you know, but you sit there and you do your emails and you and you still get the chips and salsa with that La Chosa type sauce and I, you know, they have real regular basic Mexican food there. It's you know, La Chosa's become kind of fancy schmancy, right? Which is good. It's great food, but you walk out of there spending 30, 40 bucks. And La Candela is very basic. I mean, you just get quesadillas, just cheese and tortillas, and you put some chosa sauce on it, and put some pico de gallo and some uh, some sauce. It's phenomenal. You know, it's great for, and there's only eight, ten people in that whole place with 50 tables. You just put your feet up and drink a, 
Diet Coke and eat some quesadillas, and it's great. And you walk out of there for 10 bucks, two Cokes and a quesadilla. I think the quesadillas are $6 or $8. I think the tacos are 8 You know, it's That's not bad. It's been like two months since I've been in there. Well, it's phenomenal. Yeah, considering if you go to one of the you know more prominent places that are right on the waterfront, and you're looking at what? Easy 30 bucks per person? Absolutely. You know, Palmeiras is an institution there on the water, right downtown, right in the center of town, overlooking the ocean. It's a beautiful place. And they've got great food. And they have excellent food. I mean, again, I, I would not call it as good as, you know, La Chosa and Candela. And La Mission has my favorite enchiladas on the island, right? Um, but Palmeiras, and Palmeiras used to be the place. Everybody met there, you know, it was in the center of town. No matter what you were doing, it was easy to find, and the cabs always lined up in front of it. And So, I mean, that was... 20 years ago, that was the place. Everybody hung out at Palmeiras, and it's not really like that anymore. But they do have a huge menu with tons of different food. And uh, so it's easy to hang out there, easy to be there. And, uh, you know, they have booze and food, and I, it's an easy place. But uh, there was a time when Palmeiras was the joint. So it's like, it's like going to New York or L.A. or Chicago and going to the place that used to be. <laughs> you know, you're going to the Brown Derby, and it was the place. And now yeah, it's kind of falling off, but they're still kind of living on the name. Yeah. You know, but it's still good. I just, every time I've been there, it's like, it's okay. There's just a lot of better places. Yeah. I mean, hey, you know, every town in the world has like one thing they make better than anybody else. Right. They have, and it's always, it's never the big famous place. It's always some greasy guy you know, hey, they, I make, you know, I make hot dogs and I put uh, something on them and, I, and they're really good. And, and you can tell because there's always 15 people lined up out the door with local name tags. Right. And there's the there's that one place where they've got the burgers where they fry them in the same grease every day. I have no idea what you're talking on, about right on, now. I think it's in like Philly or something like that. But yeah, basically it's like there's only one place in the world that does it that way. Right. And it's that place. Right. Okay. Those are good. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure there's a place here. You know, that's yeah. making some food that's phenomenal and really, I mean, people know about it, but really the locals know that's the place you go for this thing. You right. Know? Uh, I think the big thing in the Nashville area is like hot chicken. Right. Which is their their version of spicy buffalo wings, but it's it's just a totally different direction that they're going with the flavor. Yeah. 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 And again, I'm sure it's amazing because people are eating it, so they're selling it, so people are working on it, right. making it better, and it's, you know. And Cosmo's got a bunch of cool little guys. You know, there's a truck down by where the cruise ships dock, right? And it's not for the cruise ships, right? Because it's near the cab stand. And I just I found it because the cab was pulling in, and I just saw it. And it's this little blue. It's actually a new truck because apparently he burned down his old truck. He's, what I, is it with them burning their things down? Well, now this is a totally <laughs> different thing. I think it was because he sets up like. I think it's hot plates, and he's just like got a huge hunk of uh, like scraped clean metal, mm-hmm. and he just has piles of whatever meats you have that day. He's got some chicken and some beef, and you know I think that's uh, that's pork or that's chorizo. So there's literally just piles of meat, and the side of the truck's open, and right now it's a blue pickup with kind of a kind of an awning, right? And like I said, if you're like if you're just a person getting off a cruise ship because you're on a cruise, you, you're probably not going to find it, but you. You know, people like us that walk around and get dropped off in different places because we're going to different places. There's a stoplight, and there'll be a line of cabs, and near the back of the line, there's a truck. So these guys, I don't think these people would ever spot it. Right. 
but there's no chairs, it's no restaurant, it's just a truck. And he's selling out of the side, he's just much like on the West Coast, it's much more popular on the West Coast to have all these, uh, uh, these taco stands. So this guy's just literally, he puts meat into the tortilla and hands it to you, and then out in the front he has on ice these little bowls with toppings. He's got tomatoes and onions and cilantro and kind of a salsa and stuff. And literally, so people just stand there eating their dollar tacos on the side, and he sells some sodas, and you just eat your dollar tacos, and then you head back wherever you're going. Right. And I knew it was good because there were like 15 cab drivers there, and I'm like, well, they probably know the food in town. <laughs> yeah, and they're going to they're gonna know what's reasonably priced because exactly. they're cab drivers, exactly. and they're going to know what's good, but, and, and it's probably a guy that they know. Exactly. The island's not that big. Exactly, and they're going to know if it's good or not or if he's you know selling horrible stuff. Right. So yeah, I went over there once, and hey, it's amazing. I haven't eaten there for years. They're great, and yeah, 3 $4 is lunch. Yeah. It's so good, but you know, stuff like that, tacos is one of the things they make, and they're great. You know, you find these little guys. I, chilaquiles is one of my great weaknesses. Now, exactly what is a chilaquile? Chilaquiles, I don't know the translation. What does it look like? Chilaquiles, it's like, I've heard it described to me two different ways. Okay. One is it's a lot like an enchilada in that it's a tortilla, and it's uh, usually chicken, and it's uh, uh, salsa, and it's um, has some, and cheese and something else, and they... Uh, and they uh, chop it up and grill it. Okay. And then they put like an egg on the top. Now I get it without the eggs, I'm not a big egg fan. Um, but uh, it's a breakfast food. So mm -hmm. they serve it up like that with refried beans on the side. And it's a breakfast food. Okay. And uh, it's amazing. Now it's also made with, like when you get it at a certain place, they make it with um, tortilla chips, not the, not the uh, tortilla wrap, like okay. the thinner one. Sometimes it's hard. But again, they pour liquid salsa on it and they grill it so they come out very soft. Mm -hmm. So, uh, like the place I like, Cosmolania is a place I get it, which is a little bakery. Again, about three blocks off, little tiny. No one speaks English there. Yeah. And you go in, and they definitely do it with the tortilla chips, with the Oaxaca cheese I was telling you about. Yeah. Uh, that was last night. I yeah. Think, with the white local cheese. And they put the cheese on it, and they dump salsa on it, and they put the refried beans. They served on the refried beans with the chicken, and they chop it up and grill it. And I don't know what it is about it. It's not a very complicated recipe when right. you get down to it. But something about when they grill it and it all kind of melds together, it's amazing. It's the right balance of all the different ingredients. They And it just looks like they slam it together. But there's yeah. some, there's some they got to have some little trick of, of figuring out. There's some rhythm to what it is that they're doing to, to get it to taste that good every single time. Uh, yeah, you know... There's a place, Genie's Waffle House, that moved and is on the ocean right now. And they're actually I know Genie's. Yeah, yeah. There's like three restaurants together sharing that building right now. It's like Genie's Waffle House and some guy's taco place and something, and they're sharing one nice property overlooking the ocean. Yeah. I mean, the view's spectacular. Yeah. They're not my favorite chilaquiles, but they're pretty good. And theirs is a much brighter red sauce, you know, and theirs, but theirs is not. My wife likes that one because they apparently their uh, waffles benedict are really good. Which isn't particularly a Mexican food. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I was like, waffles Benedict? <laughs> you know, you eat what you find. I mean, you can't. It is Genie's waffles, right? Well, you so. can't be that way. I mean, there's a there's a, Mex there's a Chinese place uh, in, in Cozumel that's spectacular called Cheese. Uh, oh, okay. And it's an old couple, and I just saw them a couple weeks ago, and uh, it's been a couple months, actually, now that I think about it. But they're super nice, and the food's amazing. I mean, their food is great. Yeah. And they've been in Cosmo like 40 years. Wow. And they've moved locations several times. 
I've kind of followed them. They're slowly moving further and further away from the city. <laughs> and but their their restaurant is great. Is great. I mean, I, so what? I we're, we're in the United States right now. There's food from all over the world here. I mean, well, the whole world's becoming that way. Well, yeah, and that's that's kind of interesting. The way, but when you first like years and years and years ago, when we went to Cozumel, back when the the ships had been going there for a while, yeah, but it hadn't quite become what it is now. Well, it's very true. And they they had a lot the the hole in the wall places were closer to the main street, but you didn't yeah. have to go as far back to find them. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, the staples were pretty much run of the mill Mexican food, Tex Mex, that kind of thing. Were there any other places that are, that are there now? Well, there were, there was always there then. Yeah, like there was Mexican a food? there was an Italian place called Pasta Prima that was gone and that's moved back in and they have a nice new location right on the beach and that was not even I, I don't know what happened to them but they like disappeared and they're like back open right on the beach and they're still pretty good. And Guido's is an Italian place that's been there like 20 years that's all the way down closing in on like the golf course. It's on the other side of town. Um, what is it down like uh, I think that's north of downtown and Guido's is great yeah. Guido's got this cute little courtyard they eat on and they make I like their lasagna I think it's very good and it's a nice location you know it's pretty I had um, I think lobster enchiladas yeah at uh, the one that's right on the one the first one you said I can't Pasta remember. Prima Pasta Prima yeah it was fantastic yeah Prima has always been a look but they used to be like two blocks in upstairs right and he'd go, and they served, and they were, you know what, their pizza was good. I, everybody I knew went there for pizza at night because it wasn't expensive, and you know, and it was it was good. They that was their thing. I, you know, when you're talking about the the old places that have been there, it's funny that the act, and a lot of people don't eat here. The museum, actually, the cultural museum, really is right on the ocean. It's a big white building, and upstairs from that, they have like the museum cafe. Okay, of all things. But that is you're upstairs on the second floor on the ocean, and they serve breakfast and lunch. They close at like 2 p.m., right? Their breakfasts are amazing, and it's on like white tablecloths with silver silverware, and guys come out with the with the little uh, napkin over the arm. I mean, it's this crazy classy joint that's at the museum, so it's not a million dollars. It's awesome. What the hell? I've never it's heard. I've never beautiful, seen beautiful, and it's classy, and it's nice, and the food is great. I've been eating there for years just because I think it's nice and it's neat. And you get the little orange juice and you get the little, I like breakfast there. I think it's wonderful. It was wow. actually recommended to me because I would never have found it. I would never have walked into the museum on my own because it's just like one room with some stuff, you know. I can see why it's there. I understand why you would go there. It's a very cultural thing. They have some nice stuff. But when the old putt-putt golf course was there. I freaking remember that place. I, it's awesome. Yeah, I know the owners. The guy runs the, um, yeah, he's it, runs the, um, what's it called? The Amazing Race now. The Amazing Race? Yeah, it's a tour. He copped the idea from the TV show, right? Yeah. But he literally takes you to like five spots on the island. It's a wonderful tour. It's not overpriced. And he literally takes you, so you do some like some canoeing and some biking and some running and you go to this beach and stuff. It's great. It was wow. a great idea. But yeah, he got he got divorced and he sold the sold the putt-putt and wanted something else to do. But yeah, Scott's still down there and he's cool. running that tour. Well, so I was there one day because we used to play. We used to play for money all day. We'd play twenty bucks a game. And we'd gamble a buck a hole. Me and this musician Rich from the ships and Charlie, who's now in Australia, and this group of guys, we would play every day. Yeah, play skins, right? Buck a hole. So we'd literally have a hundred bucks on a hole of butt butt golf and <laughs> And we were talking about food to his wife, who's still there too. She does shiatsu massage, mm-hmm. I think, in Cozumel, and. Uh, 
And she was saying, I was saying, I want to bring the woman who's now my wife at the time was not. And, uh, and she was like, oh, you have to take her to the museum. It's lovely. It's wonderful. And I brought my wife off. And sure enough, it's amazing. Like it's just like I was describing, it's wonderful and classy and nice. And the food is great. And yeah, I've been eating there ever since. I mean, wow. it's got to be 15 years now I've been eating there. And it's a really nice place. And the food is good. And they're nice people. It's very classy. And like I said, an often overlooked place on the island. Yeah. They don't advertise it. They don't push it hard or anything. It's a very nice, quiet place. Very popular, I understand, with locals. See, that's really great. Finding those kinds of places where it's it's not so crowded, but you get a little bit of a feel of the local uh, and the the local flavor. Yeah, if you will. totally. And um, and it's it's a quality meal, and uh, it's a comfortable place to be. And well, you're not worried about you know being bumped up against by people and stuff. Well, it definitely is. And I mean, having said that, don't get me wrong. Some of the touristy stuff is good. Oh yeah. You know, I I don't want to I don't want to attack it because I, first of all, I'm a total touristy guy. I mean, when I go on vacation, I go to amusement parks and I like foods on sticks <laughs> and I like I do funnel cakes. First of all, I'm my culture is Finnish. Funnel cakes are Finnish, right. and I have grown up eating them, and they are awesome. <laughs> and yeah, there is nothing wrong with that stuff. And I'm, a, you know, even when I'm kind of half slamming like Margaret, I kind of slammed Margaritaville and that stuff. You know, right. like I said, having said that, I totally go into these places. I'm, just, it's just not my favorite food. And when right. I'm t having a conversation like this, where I'm talking about the foods I love and the foods I worship, that's not the one I'm gonna go. You have to go out of your way to go to Margaritaville or Hard Rock Cafe, you know. I, that little, um, what do you call it? The um, the Captain Crunch chicken that they have at uh, Hard Rock Cafe. Oh yeah, okay. I, it's good. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna trash it. It's just not the restaurant where I go, you really need to go out of your way and get to the Hard Rock Cafe. Or was that Planet Hollywood? Uh, one of them has the Captain Crunch chicken. And I'm just, again, I don't go into these places a lot. But I go, it's not bad. And it's not, you know, Jimmy Buffett's is good place. Yeah. You know, and they do the guacamole right there at your table. Right. It's nice. It's not bad. It's just, you know, especially when it's, you know, you go into Margaritaville and it's $35. Yeah. And, I again, I, I'm not cheap. I will spend it. I just want it to be good. And there comes a certain point where it's value for money. And sometimes I feel like I'm overpaying for something that didn't blow me away. Right. Whereas when I went around the corner, I went to La Mission, and it was it was $12, and I thought it was amazing. I, I, I feel like I got maybe more bang for my buck, something like that. Yeah. You know? So again, I don't, I don't want to trash a lot of these places, which are good. Yeah. You know, there's nothing wrong with Hard Rock Cafe. And I know people who love it. Right. And Margaritaville. There's nothing wrong with it. I, you know, a friend of mine that worked in Cosmo, she's still down there. Uh-huh. Um, and she's worked at a bunch of places. And uh, she was working there for a while. And I used to pop in to see her, and I'd wait, and I'd order food there. And, I, you know, I never once went, this is disgusting. You know right. what I mean? I always, it was always very good. It just wasn't the best thing. It's not the, when I'm making the list of you need to go there, it's just not the food I recommend. Right. So like you were talking about the enchiladas, which place was that had the best enchiladas? Uh, La Mission. La Mission. Yeah. But like I said, you know, you want a touristy place that I love down there is Poncho's. Poncho's is totally, totally touristy with a giant shop. La Cinco Soles. They're always connected. There's two of them now. And that's crazy touristy. I love Poncho. This is not to be confused with the Poncho's uh, buffet style restaurant that's in the United States. No, this is a <laughs> it's had nothing to do thing, with right? it. 
But Pancho's is crazy touristy. Yeah. Right? The food is all Americanized, everything. Uh, they're great. They make this giant uh, uh, beef burrito, burrito de res, I think is the pronunciation. It's amazing. I get them to go every once in a while. And they make this, like, we were having that conversation the other day uh, about um, the um, Taco Bell Mexamel. That right. was this morning right. on that the way here. Yeah, yeah. And I was saying how easy it is. You just take the cheese and you put some pico de gallo and roll it up, right? I'm like, that's all it really is. Right. Well, they make this queso bowl with melted cheese. And that's exactly how I was like, that's all this is. That's how I figured that out. I was at Pancho's. They do a queso bowl and I had pico de gallo and I'm putting, I'm like, this is a Mexamelt. That's all it is. That's why it's so good. I love the Mexamelt. <laughs> and that's and I get that there. Sometimes when I'm sitting there eating with people, I'll always order it because I'm like, that's all it is. You get a stack of tortillas and I put the melted cheese on it and put a little pico and roll it up. I'm like, I'm eating Mexamelts. It's awesome. <laughs> In Mexico. In Mexico. <laughs> it's great. And they make um they make these fried um I forgot what they call them, but they're like a chicken taquito. Okay. Right? But uh, they're really good. And I just, and I always get it with a refried bean. I like refried beans, you know? And I always wipe a little refried beans on one, and then another yeah. next bite, guacamole. And, and they make this, God, this bowl of margarita you get there. And it's, I quit drinking hard liquor, right? I'm a right. beer, I'm a beer guy now. Right. I just, it's too much. I just get hammered and I just end up saying stupid things like I don't normally anyway. Right. right? But they do serve it in just a, God, it's a fishbowl of margarita, and you watch these people in there. Whenever you see someone order the second one, we still all joke, that's a mistake. <laughs> I don't think you, you should wait at least five yeah. to ten minutes yeah. before you swim in that pool. I was I was in a poncho. I just, not that long ago, I was there with a comic from Milwaukee named Toby, and a guy from Chicago named Lenny, and we were sitting there, and Lenny was, he was hot, and Lenny just inhaled the margarita, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of nursing my my Dos Equis. And uh and Dobie's on the wagon, right? And we uh and he goes, I'm gonna need a second one. And me and Dobie both went, no, no. Great, eat something. Wait for it to hit you. And wait wait, <laughs> wait about 15 minutes. And sure, sure, sure enough, after he's eating, eating the Mexamelts, by uh-huh. the way. Sure enough, after 15 minutes, he's like, that, that had a lot of liquor in it. We're like, <laughs> it does. It has a there's a lot. I it's gotta have four or five shots of tequila in that thing, man. It's wow. But uh, my point is, this is a total, total touristy place. Yeah. It's got a giant shop next to it that I'm actually very fond of. I buy coffee from there. You get the big bag of coffee for like 10 bucks. It's Costa Rican coffee. And the Mexican coffee, I know you said you don't drink coffee anymore. Right. Mexican coffee is great. Underrated. The Oaxaca blend is spectacular. I, that's what I hear. Really good. It's too bad you don't drink coffee anymore because there's some great coffees around the world that are cheap. Oaxaca's awesome. Chiapas is another great blend. Coming out of Chiapas right now. Now, if I could just go and do like tasters, like they do for wine. I do tasters. You, it's called you... espresso. That's a taster <laughs> size. Yeah, but you don't spit it out. No, <laughs> you you just invite it into your mouth and let it drop down into your belly, where it can do some good where needed around the body. <laughs> uh, to help with your morning constitutional. Good man. Well, you know, it and is, speaking, of tour- speaking of touristy places, you know, they have a couple of those private beaches in Cosmo that are, that are good. You know, Passion Island's been there forever, right? Yeah. And, and it's a little bit of a hike. I, my only issue with Passion Island is you got to take, like, a boat across to Passion Island. Right. But if you're going to spend the day, it's great. The food is good. You get this island that isn't packed like the rest of the and beaches. Th- I forget. Is this one of the all-inclusive ones where you Yeah, yeah. You pay the, like, 70 bucks, right. and then you, either you can canoe over, or they get a little boat where they ride you over, or you take it out. But you go over, and it's an island, and yeah, then all the food's there and all the booze. Now, 
Playa Mia is the same way. Now, I prefer Playa Mia just because of all the junk in the water, and I got three daughters. Right. So, yeah, they got, like, a big floaty thing in the water, and you jump around and go down the slides and crawl. And it's, I went there last year. My wife and I were on vacation in, in Playa del Carmen, which right. is the mainland, and we came over for the day, and we went to Playa Mia. And, yeah, they got junk floating in the water, and, um, you know, they've sunk, like, uh, like a little... Mayan statues and stuff. So when they're swimming in the water and they've got, oh, look at that, my group. I mean, it's fun. Yeah. And yeah, then they have a giant buffet behind you that's got taquitos and, and chicken nuggets and <laughs> burgers and, and spaghetti. And I, they have all kinds of garbage. You know, there's a ton of food and the food's fine. You know, I've never eaten there and gone, you know, it's all fine. And yeah. they got a bunch of stores on the way in. And they have a giant pool with water slides and and junk in here if you want to swim in the pool. And I got a little girl, too. I got a three-year-old. She swam around in there all day and yeah. booze. And I, we're good. Uh, though, um, what's the national park called? Um, oh, uh, Shankanab. Shankanab is, now that's not all-inclusive. No. But Shankanab is excellent. And you can swim with the dolphins there and do all of that. Shankanab yeah. is great. And the, the food over there, now you pay for that. Right. But the food in there is less touristy and very good. Yeah. And for some reason, uh, every time, like I used to go free diving and snorkeling over right. there on a regular basis. I didn't know you, you were a free diver. Yeah, for a little while. Nice. Um, and uh, Is it because you, you're overweight no, and you float? No, you? no. Um, I, when I had my tonsils removed, it messed up my inner ear. I can say that because I'm overweight. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> if you like good food. You're going to put it somewhere, right? It's the cooking that did it to me. I was losing weight, and I started cooking. My wife will go, no, it's because I eat too much. But I'm. Ah, but I, it's so good. I put it on, yeah. And I've really started to love cooking there. <laughs> but you were it saying, shows. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So you were uh, into. Yeah, so I was into free diving and snorkeling and stuff. And that's a great spot to go. Yeah. And even though there's, like, a lot of people come in there, it's relaxed. It's, it's, it's a nice place to sit. The ocean's right there. You can get right in, and there's coral reefs and, and uh, barracudas, which is a very misunderstood fish. It was one of the first places I ever went. I was on a cruise with my father. Uh, it, this had to be like 1985, like one of my first trips ever there, and he took me to Shakanov. I mean, I'm very fond of it. I, I loved it then. I love it now. I, but, yeah, it was like one of my first experiences in Cosmo, and it was totally different. We were just on this place. And he went, I know this place. Come in. We're going to go. We went down. I loved it. Yeah. I still love it. I think it's, I think it's awesome. And the funny thing is, for the nominal price, I, I want to say it was like 18 bucks last yeah. time I went. Um, but for that price, because there's so many free beaches, a l not nearly as many people there right. as there are at Playa Mia, which includes the food, Passion Island. It's always kind of chilled out there. And there's a couple of those now. There's a Corona Beach now, and there's a um, uh, Playa Uva is another one of those. It's kind of quiet. Okay. And there's, a, and there's another one I'm forgetting the name of right now. But they're all very good because yeah. they have to do stuff to kind of justify the money you're paying. Right. But as a result, they have nice little bars, nice little restaurants, nice little beach setups with chairs and tables and, and awnings. And they're all – and they have to have some activities that you can do. And they each kind of have their angle, who their target audience is. But right. as a result, they're, if you do five minutes of research, they're all very good. I've never gone to any of them and thought – this isn't worth it. I've, they're all nice. Yeah. Playa Uva's really classy. Yeah. Corona Beach is kind of the party. That's why they went with Corona, you know. But yeah. they're all good. I like. But Chakanab, yeah, you know, it's the national park. It's very nice and very classy and very kind of stone 
and stark, but yeah. as a result, it feels neat. Yeah. I've always liked it. Might be my favorite. Yeah. As far as just beaches go and hanging out yeah. your day on the beach. Oh, yeah. The Playa Mia is my family joint. You That's your I mean? family joint? Well, yeah, like I said, water slides in the pool right. and stuff and, you know, kid food and all this junk out in the water. Yeah, totally. It's... If you got kids, yeah, that's my one. Totally, babe. It's great. My kids had a riot there. We laughed all day. Playa Mia is great. You don't have kids. You don't get it. it no, becomes, I don't. It becomes important. Like, if the kids aren't having fun, trust me, you're not having any fun. <laughs> because they will. Yes, they will let you know. They will let you know. Trust me, I'm also married. If your wife isn't having fun, you are not having any fun. <laughs> <laughs> but that's good. Right? You have to choose these places, and you right. have to give a little more thought. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not complaining about that. Nice. You give it a little thought. You have a little, give it a little pre-thought, and it's very easy. You just have to pay a little attention to these things. You know? Right. You can't just. I can't just go where I want to go, and you guys can come too. You know, you can't do that. That's okay. Right. No, I don't mind that. You like the backside, though, don't you? I do like the backside of the island. I like, uh, but, but I like when I go places. I want to see something other than what most people see. Right. And the the backside of the island is kind of like the best not really secret aspect of Cozumel. I say, it's people go. I've people been there hundred times. But when you, when you just, if you've never gone, you might not even realize that you can go to the other side of the island. And there's these little shacks that they've got in different places along the island. Right. You can get, like, fresh lobster that they caught that day, and they'll cook it up, boil it up for you, steam it up for you, and, and prepare it and bring it right out to you. And um, it's just, it's a beautiful island. And people should get out and see more of it. Now, the backside, though, uh, first of all, you can't, uh, last time I went, if I remember, there's sections where the current's too strong. Right. You can use the beach, but you can't swim. Right. And there's sections where you can swim, but you can't swim out too far. Right. And I remember the Bob Marley bar. I haven't been there in a while, and I don't know if that's the name, but I just remember there's a big picture of Bob Marley as right. you drive up. I don't remember the name, right? but I know that's what everyone I know calls it, the Bob Marley place. And I remember if you go down like a mile, there's another place. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also know there was that hurricane not that long ago, and I heard a bunch of that stuff got knocked down. Right. So I don't know what's, what's there now. What's still there now. Though the Bob Marley bar was a pretty built-up place. I would think that's still there. They probably took whatever got knocked down off of that one and then just rebuilt it right under the structure that's standing there. And but the reason I'm bringing this up is you said, like, you free dive and you snorkel. Yeah. Is there a lot of good stuff back there? Because I thought you couldn't go into the water in a bunch of the areas. You can. I have. You don't want to go out too far. This is the oh, this is the open ocean side of the island. Okay. Because the other side faces right, the Right, it's face the mainland, right. So Playa del Carmen. All of the big currents that are there, are there are right in that area. Actually, most of the best free diving stuff is on the other side of the island by the dock and ships and all that. Because on that side, it just basically just drops you right into like six or seven feet of water. And then it's pretty much a shelf. And it goes out pretty far. And you can be out uh, at least 50, 60 feet from, and then it's only about 20, 30 feet deep max. Nice. And then it just kind of levels off. And that's on that's over by Chonkanab. Like the city and stuff and right, facing right. the mainland. But on the backside. It's it's really shallow. Okay. So it, it, one of the things is is that yeah, you can get out into the water. You don't want to go out too far because yes, the seas can get really, really rough, but it doesn't get very deep. Okay. Because that's the side where all the sand gets washed up onto. Right. So even you can be out pretty far before you realize, oh, I'm way away from the mainland. But it's um it's nice because 
It's a quiet beach. You can go to the little shack-type places, hang out with friends. You can bring them all in, and that might be all the people that that person sees that day. Um, or uh, the Bob Marley place is a little bit more popular. Yeah. Uh, and then there's one that's it's not quite on the other side of the island. It's, uh, I think, on the northern end. Right, like half, I know the one you're talking about. Like up. Before you make the turn to go across the back side of the island, there's that place on your right. Right. As you go, yeah, I've, I've never actually gone in there. And there's a lot of windsurfers that go off of that particular right. point. And there's that little point that sticks out. Right. Yeah. Right. And that, I've driven down there. If you're, if you're into windsurfing and that kind of stuff, then that's a great location. I see the people there every season. And it's, if you're a windsurfer, then that's where you want to be. Right. Uh, well, kite surfing is now the thing. It's not windsurfing anymore. It's kite surfing. Well, I've been out there, you know, on numerous occasions because all the ATV tours go out there. Right. And all of the Jeep tours go out there. And so everybody that is mobile, right, you end up on those beaches on the back. Or right. then they'll have food set up and all that stuff. So you end up there. Right. A bunch. Um, but only once did I ever, like, spend a day out on the backside. Which was nice. And I have gone to the Bob Marley bar. Yeah. Guys were just going. You know, they'd rented a Jeep for the day and we drove around. But uh, I never spent a bunch of time out there. I'm a big going to town guy. And, and I did golf a bunch. The golf course is unreal. Yeah. I, I know you don't golf. I don't golf. I, but you can absolutely tell me all nah, about it's it. It's fine. I, it's not a big deal. It's just a nice, it's without going on and on because I, I don't want to turn this into a golf show. Right. But um, that's another show. We'll do that another time. It's just, here's the thing from every hole, you can't see any other hole. Okay. Except once. So it's just this crazy golf course that feels like you're meandering through the woods. And it's really nice. Cool. And they're nice there, and the food is actually really good. Same chef's been there as long as I've been going there. And it's this cool course where I can be out in the middle of the fairway, and I always feel like I'm alone or whoever I'm playing with. And they'll bring me quesadillas or nice food in the middle of the fairway. It's a really pleasant day. Wow. It's, it's really nice. And it's a surprisingly good well-designed golf course. What's the, name, what's the name of the golf course? I don't know. Cozumel Country Club, I think. <laughs> really? You know, yeah. But I've played it a ton. And it's got a couple of tricky holes. And it's really nice, though. It's a, I'm very fond of that course. And like I said, it's got three really tricky holes. But it's, uh, yeah, it's a great course. I, it's one of the few in the Caribbean that I go way out of my way to play. Wow. And it's really nice. Is it like a best-kept secret? Is every golfer knows where that is? Not people just staying there in general, but most of the people I know that go on a regular basis that play golf all love it. I mean, yeah. it's, you want to know the secret of the course. Do you know who Jack Nicholas is? Yeah. It's a Jack Nicholas course. Most people don't know that because it, they ran out of money before they finished it, so they had to take his name off it. Oh. And it was the front nine, so they switched that to the back nine. So the front nine's actually very playable, and the back nine's really hard. People are like, why is the back nine so hard? And I'm like, because Nicholas designed it. <laughs> but the secret is it's the reason it's such a good course is they had a really good designer, but they couldn't pay him, so they couldn't put his name on it right. at the end. So the secret is that it's a better course than people think it is. Right. They think it's just, eh, it's Mexico, you know. It's, 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 it's on this island somewhere in the Gulf. Yeah. And, and it's, it can't possibly have So a it's a much life. better course than tourists think it's going to be. Right. And there's a reason for that. But they ran out of money, so they can't advertise it. Wow. <laughs> but it's wonderful and nice and beautiful and like i said even the food is good i love playing that course having said that there's like four good courses on the mainland in playa i mean playa boomed and has but that's another episode but right. i mean oh my god it's the golf in there is incredible 
And I remember when there was nothing. I, I actually too. remember when there was hardly anything in Cozumel. Yeah. And they'd actually gotten the started, and things were rolling forward with cruise ships and things like that. There's still a guy. You want a well, funny secret? I got, had to be pointed out to me because I'd walk by it. There's a guy who still owns a house right downtown, right on the main street. Really? Yeah. And you just you walk right by it. It's just a blue painted front. And he's literally just be there in his living room watching TV, and everyone will just walk by it. You just totally miss it. A guy still owns a house. And my friend, uh, Manuel Suniga, senior, you know the Sunigas, yeah, the Suniga I know brothers. The well, Uncle Manny, the, the uncle of them, right. their father's brother, right, who's also a juggler, he points it out to me. I'm like, oh my God. He goes, yeah, I've talked to him. One day I just knocked on his door, right? He's about my age. So I just asked him how he pulled it off. And he said, I, you know, bought it when half of downtown was houses. Right. And then I got old, and I keep getting offers, of course. I went, nah, because at this point, I don't need it. I'm retired. It's his, it's his inheritance to his kids. Right. Because I'm going to keep it so my kids can sell it, and then they'll get a bunch of money. He's like, but I don't need the money, and so I'm, just, I'm keeping it at this point on principle so my kids have something to inherit. That's cool. Which is cool, yeah. But just, I, it's funny. Whenever I'm there, you see him all the time just standing on the street with no shirt on, <laughs> drinking a beer. In a t- so it's like... Fancy store, fancy store, fa- guy with no shirt on. Fancy store, fancy store. <laughs> and people never see it. I'm like, you've seen this guy. No, never, is that really? That can't be that. And I point out, they're like, oh, my God, it is. It's just a guy watching TV with his feet up so that that one window is just a guy watching TV. <laughs> and, and somehow their minds have never looked in that window. Wow. And it's still there. Blue, light blue. Like I said, look for it next time. It's hysterical. And he's a sweet guy. Yeah. Like Manny said, yeah, he hung out with his dad. Well, I, I haven't met him, but I've seen him. But Uncle Manny, right? Yeah. Talked to him and said he's super nice, very soft, very pleasant, good guy. And uh, he's waved at him. You know, I've waved at him with Manny. Yeah. But he's a super nice. And he's like, what a nice thing. He just said, I don't need the money. Give it to my kids. And I kind of like that and respect yeah. that. You know, That's good a great idea. Yeah, man. Good for him. It's a great town. I love it Cosmo, is. man. It, of all the places, anytime anybody asks me about my experience working on cruise ships and, and they go, what's your favorite port? Cozumel's my favorite. Well, I like a couple, right? There's a couple, but it's definitely in that group. Yeah. It's definitely in my group of places where I, the food is good, the people are nice, there's cool stuff to do. Yeah. I mean, that's why we said let's do it first. I mean, because I'm like, it's in that gang of everything is right and working together. Like I said, everyone's nice to you. And yeah. I feel safe walking around, and I don't spend $8 billion when I'm there. You know, you can get, you can. I get yeah. people are stupid. They go to... I hear people all the time, they're like, I went to Carlos Charles, I spent $300. I'm like, well, that's your fault, not Cozumel. <laughs> you still see people coming back and they're on a wheelchair vomiting on the side. I'm like, well, that was your fault. You were stupid. You could have stayed in your cabin and done that. Yeah, you know, that's not, you can't blame Cozumel for that. No. But it is a really good town. But yeah, there's, there's, there's a nice mix of between uh, the touristy type places and then the, the hole in the wall, the off the beaten path. Well, you know, it's one of the weird places where. Most of the businesses are still local. You know, it's not, when you walk down the street, it's not McDonald's, Burger King. And I'm not, again, not that I'm trashing them. Right. But it has maintained the personality of Cozumel. Right. And I think they've done a really good job at that. That the I places agree. are local foods and local people and local stores. And, I, you know, that's not easy. You know, a lot of places have turned right around. Yeah. And it is, it is chains from all, you know, all over the world, European chains and American chains and French. But you start to lose something at while I'm not opposed to it, and I can't blame them for selling, right? it loses a personality. Yeah. You know, there's something to be said when I walk down and everything's just a guy from town. I, I like that. I think that's cool. Yeah. I think that's nice. 
And they've got a they've got a limited a, amount of space that they can actually expand the city city to anyway. No question. So because the rest of the island is a reserve or something along those lines, isn't it? Well, they have sections, yeah, yeah. that they can't move into, and they have a they have a I forget what it's called, not a uh, my body keeps going to rainforest, but it's a yeah like a swamp, but reserve the word for it. But yeah, they're not allowed to build in it, right? Because it's it's water and they have animals in it and they have birds in it and yeah they definitely have areas they're not allowed to build in so yeah they're stuck but it's why I've heard Cosmo that at this point the the land is very expensive right everybody's renting because people own what they own right I was talking to um, Albert he's the touch of gold guy uh-huh. if you, you know there's like four touch of golds right? right and Albert was telling me that he's uh, this is about twelve years ago right right when I met my wife mm-hmm. uh, I was looking at moving. And I was thinking of moving to Playa del Carmen because remember, um, Playa Car is that area right next to Playa del Carmen. Right. House, and they they weren't that expensive back then. They were like forty, fifty grand. And so I was like, I could move there and work. Yeah. yeah, I could move to Cozumel. I could move these places that I liked. And I was talking to him about Cozumel, and yeah. even then he was like, Cozumel's expensive. You don't want to move here. You can't buy anything here. You can't afford it. It's insane. You can rent, but even the rent, I was like, that's a lot of rent. He's like, it's crazy. They don't oh. move here. So I kind of was looking to play a card. Not that serious, but I I like it. Yeah. Everything worked. Everything was nice. So I I was high on it. But uh, but it didn't happen. It was too expensive. And yeah. it was just not worth it. So, uh, so yeah. And the, but then I meet my wife and, you know, <laughs> moving to England and having kids and, uh, you know, ended up in the Cayman Islands. Yeah. Um, and the rest is history, as they say. <laughs> well, it's still, I mean, it's still, it's not quite history. There's still stuff going on. Well, stuff's going on, but I'm married with children now. I, one does not just pack up and move them. I guess I don't fully understand because I'm not married. Have children kids. have school. Things go on. They do? Very different now, yeah. Oh, wow. Someday, young grasshoppers. <laughs> <laughs> you I, I hope so. We'll see. I think we covered Cosmo. Is there anything I'm missing? Uh, Any no, hotels you got? No, Any? no I do, I do want to say that there is nothing more exhilarating than um, getting a uh, manual transmission uh, Volkswagen Beetle that they have when I drove there the last time. <laughs> you, you rented a Beetle? I did. <laughs> I didn't want a Jeep for some reason. Jeeps are great. I know they're great. They really are. But they had a Beetle there. Well, that's like all... the newer model was. Yeah, okay. And uh yeah, I just I just uh so uh yeah, you you just get used to reacquaint yourself with using a stick, which I hadn't used in like I don't even remember. I I, had, I drove a stick all, when I was living in England, so I'm still used to it again. Well, but uh, <laughs> okay, so you rented the car and it was a stick. Yeah, and you just driving Around the island. Well, here's the funny thing. I, it wouldn't be a problem driving around the island. It's driving through town where the traffic is insane. Right. So that you would have stay been, away from that. That would have been crazy. Right. Because they drive crazy there. Oh, yeah, they do. You know, we used to tell people all the time when I was still doing ships all the time, right, that you know, we're like, don't rent mopeds. And they're like, well, I'm good at a moped. We're like, it's not you, man. It's, you're <laughs> no. not from here. You don't know the roads. And the drivers drive crazy. Oh, yeah. And people are like, eh, pfft, I can do what I want. You can, and like every two weeks, somebody come back broken, broken leg, two right. broken legs, broken hip. We had people like hellevacked back to the United States, and they're all like, and every two, you just like, oh, no, everyone thinks we're lying. And we'd hear these crazy stuff. Well, you're just saying that because you know, 
your company wants us to rent through you. We're like, trust me, we have nothing to do with mopeds or anything. We don't have anything to do with Jeep rentals. Just, my God, do not rent a moped. And I'm not joking, twice a month. Wow. You're like, it's honestly, it's because you don't know the driving here, and they drive crazy differently than oh, you. Oh, yeah. No, that's not, tr- that's not true. And every, I, we had a nurse, my wife is a ship's doctor. One of her nurses came back, a broken hip and everything. She was just turned in a quarter in a cab, cut the corner, and went over the sidewalk and clipped her. She's like, oh, it's, it's, trust me, it's the different countries have different norms. Oh, yeah. And it's insane. I'm very sympathetic to the fact that you're driving a stick and you're going through town and a guy's weaving around you and another guy's coming from the other side and No 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 it was by it the was, way it was really great because right where right where we were at. Yeah. You drive out the back side of the lot, right the back street. Oh right, because you're all the way then, down on the right, right. by uh Porto Maya. Yeah. And you get to turn right and go to the back side. Right, yeah. Then, okay. then there's the, the road that cuts straight across the middle of the right. island and then you can go around and by the time you get back from around the, the, the turn, the, the curving side of the island, uh, and get back into town, you're not really dealing with much traffic either. Sure. So when you drop off the car, it's like right there, right when you come into town, you're not dealing with too many people. I'll give you a reason I never, I heard this, and this is Mexico, and I don't know other countries, but it's one of the reasons I don't rent cars anymore. Right? Because again, you don't know the local laws, right? Right. So in Mexico, say you're driving home and you hit a mailbox. Totally accidentally, uh-huh. totally happy to come back and pay the lady for her mailbox. Right. Doesn't matter. You are now guilty of uh, vandalism. And any vandalism for some, I don't know the exact number, but it's some area, like of a mile, two miles, any vandalism that happened over the last, like, 60 days, you are now guilty of what? and financially responsible for. Wow. Yeah. And it's one of those weird laws. I found that I'm like, that can't be true. And no, they'll throw you in jail until you pay it. Wow, that's insane. Yeah, but I'm like, I found that I'm like, that can't be true. It's like it's totally true because you just committed vandalism, and the fact that you're trying to pay it is only more reason that you were, might be guilty of all that vandalism. <laughs> Wait, what? That sounds totally backwards. But again, it's it's just one of these weird laws because you hit a mailbox, right? Now wow. the cop might let you out of it, and they might be reasonable, and they might, but they might not because it's on the books. Yeah. And they might just want to stick it to the tourists and take your money. But again, there's crazy laws in other countries that are not the same. Well, I, yeah. I want nothing. So it's one of the reasons I go, I would rather have the driver. You be responsible. I will eat the extra 50 bucks. Fair enough. Just, I want nothing to do. You know, <laughs> drive me, please. <laughs> you hit the mailbox. And, you know, the, the taxi drivers are fairly reasonable in almost every single uh, port that I there's a couple to. places where they're, they're not. Right. But, I mean, most of them, yeah. It is not expensive. And, I, you know, in Belize, I just get a driver. I'm like, you're my driver all day. You sit and wait. Yeah. And literally let the guy sit there and smoke. And I, There's places where I just keep them for the day. And they love it. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, in certain places, you're just in for 100 bucks for the day. Well, they, And the guy's like, that's a lot of money. I'm like, not to have a guy sit there and wait for me and drive me and stop and get a taco and stop and get a Coke. It's like, no, I get a private driver to take me where I want. Yeah. And I'm like, I, you know, I got people with me. Yeah. We split it. And I, it's not bad. I'm like, I am not renting a car anymore. Because I've heard too many stories at right. this point of people who things happened. Because I had a ding in the car. I've been held responsible for something that I know I did not do. And different things like that. And I'm like, yeah. I don't even bother with it anymore. I'll take the cab. Fair enough. And, I'll and I will be honest, the roads on the island, depending on how bad the rain has been that year, get potholes pretty easy. There's just, again, thousand issues, yeah. thousand reasons I don't want to do it. And everyone thinks they're saving money and cutting corners. I'm like, you're, fine. 
do your I just don't anymore. I don't blame you. I won't bother with it. There's too many things that can happen, and I'm big on avoiding issues, <laughs> avoiding stress. I want no problems, low issues. <laughs> I get in the United States. I don't mind. I know the laws. Right. You know, if I go to Orlando for the week, I rent a car. If I go to my parents in Tampa, I rent a car. But like I said, I'm talking about other countries and other places where I don't know the societal norms, I don't know the laws, I don't know the problems. I that's what I'm trying to avoid. Right. And why not? I put a guy to work for a day and he's more than happy to drive me around and happy for the tip. And it's not that it'd be different if it was like fifteen hundred dollars. I'm not rich, I'm not throwing it, but these guys are like it's I can rent the car for twenty nine or I can have the driver for fifty. I'll take the fifty. Right. And he knows where I'm going and he's not gonna get lost and I'm gonna get home. <laughs> you know, and he's ecstatic and I and plus and that way I can do silly stuff like dude, I need a Coke. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's one over here. Dude, I need I can we get a taco on the way? Yeah, we can get a taco. You know, my brother Bill is a taco stand. You know, I I there's things like that that build into it that I'm like, it's very handy to have a driver. What is what is Spanish for Bill? For what? Bill. Bill? Yeah. Like to build or to bill me? No, Bill, like the name, B-I-L-L. Bill. It's Bill. I <laughs> <laughs> don't know. I don't think there is a Spanish Bill. Mark is Marcos. They all call me Marcos. Hey, Marcos, ¿qué tal? ¿Todo bien? Excelente, amigo. Yeah. But I don't know if there's a Bill. Bill? I can go, hey, Bill. I don't know. I would li- See, but now I feel like I'm just that guy doing speaking English you with know, an accent. If I say it with an accent, it comes out Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> and you hear, by the way, you hear people do that all the time. And great zombie, you hear people. Excuse me, senor. <laughs> Can I have? What, bring, like, bring me the bill, please. And you're just like, <laughs> dude, your English is not Spanish because you said it like that. It's not. You're not speaking Spanish because you could you bring me the bill. What are you doing? <laughs> not Spanish now. No. And it, and it does a great sound when I hear it. And I, I never say anything, but I'm always like, you're not now speaking Spanish. When that doesn't, you, that you, doesn't make you sound more exactly. Spanish just you're, because you sound. You're not like Spanish because you're doing it. Like, you're not French when you go. Hey, bonjour, senor. I need to have. It's not span. It's not with French now. <laughs> You're not speaking <laughs> another language because you do it with an it's accent. It's a great, terrible dialect. That's what it is. It's a great, terrible dialect. But you know one of the things, like I'm trying to, like my Spanish is very bad. Right. right. But I've been trying to learn. One of the things is I think everybody should learn a second language because when you're trying to learn another language, you become very sympathetic to everyone else trying to learn English. You become very patient and very understanding because you yourself struggle with it. And then you watch them when people go, hello, can I? And you become very patient because you put yourself instantly in that position. Yeah. And you become very nice about it and you help them and you're like, I know, I get it. It's fine. You're doing good. That's good. Your pronunciation is fine. Yeah. <laughs> because you realize my Spanish is very bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I think everyone should be required to learn a second language just you so know, they don't walk around going, speak English. You're like, he's doing good, man. He's doing better than you are. You know, you do. I became really patient with people because I'm like, oh, God, I'm trying so hard. And it's not easy. Did Verbs you, are my problem. God, it's so hard. Future. Did you, where did you, where did you pick up Spanish? Like high school and then you just kept it up? No, I took French in high school and oh. I've forgotten it all. <laughs> no, I picked it up on the ships. Yeah. Yeah, I said there were, they did this rule. You had to learn English one year. Just had to speak English. Because there were guys that don't work in front of the guests, right? There were welders and plumbers and stuff right. who were never around the guests. So they, they had teams. 
right? And there were guys, they all spoke Spanish. And right. Everyone, so they had, like, the leader who would take the commands and then turn to them and say it in Spanish. <laughs> so one year they just said, you have to speak English. And I was hanging out with this group. And they were like, we, we want to learn English. I went, okay, I'd, I'll learn Spanish. And we just met in the crew bar every night for, like, three months. And we drank mate. They were all from Uruguay, and that was mm-hmm. their drink. So we drank mate every night for, like, three months. Now, when I came out of there, my Spanish wasn't good. But, you know, I could order in a restaurant. Yeah. I could get a cab. Yeah. I could find my way home. And they had enough ink, and with no textbooks or anything. We just had conversations for, like, an hour a night before yeah. dinner. We just met and had tea and went to dinner. And uh, they had enough to pass a test. They all pass a test. Cool. Had their English equivalency just from conversations for about three months. That being said, most of the places, Cozumel included, I've never really had a problem with communicating with people with just a small amount of Spanish and not being patronizing or talking down to people when you're talking to them. But that's part of what I do. I always pr- practice with them where I only speak Spanish to yeah. try to practice, and I always find myself picking up a new word or a guy will correct me, and I'm always like, thank you, you know, and I try to work on it. I try to spend it. And I know it's not very good. Right. But I, I get a little better. Every year I take a little step forward. Poco, poco, little by little. Yeah. Yeah, all right. That's uh, pretty much it. Yeah. I'm sorry, I said that. I said that like ten minutes ago. And we get, I, I get sidetracked. I go no, this way okay. and that way. That way. I'm sorry about that. Well, and you had the story about the uh, the car, right? I'm Mark Hawkins. I'm Matt McBride. Thanks for listening to Time to Eat. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Subscribe, follow us. It's really kind of important. Make comments, disagree. Tell us what you think is good. We're not experts. Your favorite restaurants and cool things to do are totally valid. These things are just opinions. I think people want to know what our listeners think. That's a great point. This stuff is all subjective. Tell us what you think. I would love to know that. Me too. And until next time, time to eat.